We're going to talk about magic, the bad kind and the good kind. Welcome back to Good Monsters. My name is Cody Lawrence, and I want to talk about a really interesting observation that I've had over the past few years, and I think it's been especially prevalent probably over the past couple of years. Uh, But first, I want to share this idea that I've heard about. It's, It's some sociological idea called crank magnetism. And crank magnetism is the idea that if somebody believes in some kind of crank or oddball concept, that they will automatically be attracted to other similar or even not similar crank or oddball concepts as well. So for example, if somebody believes in Bigfoot, they are more likely to also believe in, say, aliens or the Chupacabra or the Mothman. <clears throat> or or multiples of these things. They kind of come in batches, even though there doesn't seem to be much of a thread that connects these things like aliens and Bigfoot or, or whatever. And I think this can also apply to things um, that are true, not just things that are untrue. Because over the past couple of years, I found myself starting to believe things that uh, I would have considered conspiracy theorish in the past couple of years, like things about politics or things about the government or things, uh, other things pertinent to the occurrences of the past couple of years. But all that to say is there, there is a connecting thread between certain things. And it's really interesting to notice correlations that are happening in the world around us. And I want to, I want to try to think about what connects them. And the thing particularly that I have noticed is I go into stores or I go into Amazon or on the internet or whatever. I go into, I go to certain places and say, let's say bookstores, for example. And I notice a lot more content in more prevalent places on witchcraft and paganism and related ideas to that than I ever have before. Now, I remember even as a kid, I would go into bookstores and there would be like a new age section in the bookstore, but it was very small. It was always back in the corner uh, because bookstores can sell anything, right? But just over the weekend, I went to Barnes and Noble and I went to uh, Books A Million, two very big bookstore chains. And I also went to some other stores in a large shopping center. And in in these bookstores, just let's just say in Books A Million and Barnes & Noble, in these bookstores, uh, they, they still have this New Age section. And the New Age section contains things like books on crystals and chakras and energy and there are also books on things like tarot and, uh, or like, you know, tarot cards uh, and other things like that. But over the weekend, when I visited these places, I noticed that there are not just one, 
but multiple displays out in the middle of the store or on end caps or on display tables of pagan-ish books and content. A lot of them. Like it's be, it's front and center. In multiple places in the store, in this Books A Million, for example, and, and I bet all the Books A Millions have you know the same kind of books and, and are laid out in similar ways. So you could probably go to a Barnes & Noble or a Books A Million near you to experience this yourself. There was a display table on literally witchcraft. Books on how to do witchcraft, how to uh, perform rituals, um, things like that. There was another table all about crystal healing and new age stuff and tarot stuff. There was another in cap that was in, in a different part of the store that was full of different decks of tarot cards. There was even a display of bookmarks that um, contained a lot of astrological and mysticism type stuff. Now, you might say, okay, who cares? What's the big deal with this? Well, like I said, it's not just in Books A Million. It's not like Books A Million is some pagan whatever organization. They didn't used to have this stuff so prevalent. So why are they having it so prevalent now? Barnes & Noble is doing the same thing. You can log into Amazon and you might be promoted things like this too on Amazon just like because they either it's popular now or they are trying to push these things on you. There was another store that I went to. It was like a clothing store and they also had some cute like Japanese import items. Now I can tell you because I lived in Japan for over a year that this pagan type mysticism stuff is not popular in Japan. So in this particular store, this witchcraft kind of stuff had no place. So, but yet amidst all of the, the Japanese import plushies and clothes, there were displays of more of the same kind of stuff that seems to not fit in there otherwise. It was very, very strange. And I mentioned this to my wife and she said something like, yeah, you know, it is everywhere. After you said that to me, I'm noticing it everywhere I go. <laughs> and maybe you'll be noticing the same thing. But if you were to ask me when I was younger, you know, does, is magic real? Does magic exist? I would say, no, it's fake. You know, it, I mean, it's fairy tale stuff. But now... I think I think this witchcraft stuff, uh, you know, even if it doesn't function the way that we think it functions, the truth is that witchcraft is real. You know, even if you can't, you know, conjure stuff or, you know, shoot fireballs out of your hands or whatever, you know, even if even if magic doesn't look like that. Our culture is definitely pushing witchcraft right now. And I guess I also wanted to talk about that there is a, a good kind of magic. And when I think of good magic, I think of the kind of magic that's in something like Lord of the Rings or Narnia, where magic is performed as a as a part of the character of the person who's using it. So for example, Aslan 
in Narnia uses a kind of magic in one point where he breathes on a character. And Aslan is so courageous. He is the embodiment of courage, among other things. And his breath alone gives courage to other characters. And Aslan even speaks of following something called the deep magic and the deeper magic in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, which uh, seems to us what he calls the deep magic and the deeper magic to be like the laws of nature. And so I don't have a problem now saying, depending on how you want to define it, that magic totally exists uh, and that there is a good kind of magic and there is a bad kind of magic. The bad kind of magic, this witchcraft stuff that's being pushed... Again, if it's functional or not, if it does what it sets out to do, or if it doesn't, it is still very bad. To, uh, to quote C.S. Lewis again in the book, That Hideous Strength, which I highly, highly recommend, even if you haven't read the first two books in the series. In That Hideous Strength, uh, there is a, a scientific organization that is trying to uh, to take control over this town in England. And they they claim to be making all of their decisions based on science and um, they are advancing technology and, and politics and media and you know they, they have their fingers and all these things. But it turns out that at the very base, at the very root of everything that their organization, stands for and is about, it is a communion with literal demons. And they view this in scientific terms. They, they view this as, well, you know, we're, um, there are these material organisms and we just can't see them and we are speaking with them and they are, they're wiser than us and they're on some other, you know, level of existence uh, than we are. And I think that's what people do with new age we can call it theology. I think that's exactly what people do with new age theology, where they think, you know, we live in a material universe and there just happens to be this energy. And if I say the right things, or if I do the right things, or if I breathe a certain way, then I can harness this energy and it can give me blessings, or I can do certain things and it can give others curses. And um, some new age people believe that there is an immaterial that exists, an immaterial world, a spiritual world, but perhaps it's impersonal. There's certainly no singular God that is, it certainly is not the God of Christianity. But I also find it really interesting that when you think of the kind of person who would follow witchcraft and who would buy these kinds of books and who would be into crystals and Ouija boards. These stores were also selling Ouija boards, you know? <laughs> it was it was nuts. Um, when, when you think of the kind of people who would be into these things, I think there is a heavy, heavy correlation that they will also be more likely to be LGBT. I think there is a correlation there. And I think LGBT people are more likely to be in these other things too. I find it very interesting that as our culture is pushing LGBT stuff, abortion stuff, 
and all of the other things that has come with it over the past few years, that at the same exact time that the witchcraft stuff has risen also, and there seems to be no connection between the two of these whatsoever. But there also does seem to be somehow because these two things have risen at the same time. Interesting. Perhaps at the root of all of this is not science or individuality, but it's demons. Just an observation. I'm curious as to what you think about this. Let me know in the comments and I'll catch you in the next episode. Thanks for sticking it out to the end. I really appreciate you listening. If you want to be a big help, give me a like and a comment. Even if you disagree with me, I will respond and we can talk about it. If you also want to be notified of more content that I put out in the future, give me a subscribe. That helps tremendously be able to share truth with more people.